Are you a loner? Sometimes if you're an introvert or just a little bit shy, it can be hard to make friends, but you really need to have a tribe. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of College on Fleek, how to create your tribe. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. In this episode, we're going to talk about creating your own tribe. A lot of my students are really lonely. It can actually be tough these days. In many ways, we're more connected than ever. We have social media and phones and tablets, but most people report feeling more lonely today than at any time in the past. And that's because many times we will text with each other or we'll get updates through social media and that has become a substitute for that actual connection time, talking on the phone or especially seeing friends and family face to face. And the result can be that you end up either truly isolated or just feeling isolated. So we're gonna talk about that today and help you get out there and create your own tribe. But first, let's take a motivation minute. It can be really hard to be motivated when you can't find stuff and you're like, all your stuff is unorganized and you can't find what you need. I want to encourage you to organize your school materials. Whether you have a folder or a notebook for each separate class, or maybe you just go out and get yourself a big giant like four inch three ring binder, and in there you have a divider tab, one tab and you have all your classes in one notebook. It's really up to you. Now you're gonna need some things then. You're gonna need folders or, or binders, probably a three hole punch. You're gonna wanna put some paper in there. But whatever's gonna work for you, there's not one best way to organize your stuff. The, the best organization system is the one that you will use and that you'll keep up with and that will work for you. But shoving everything in your backpack is probably not helping you. So whatever you need to do, find a system that's going to work for you and you can change it up. Try something and if it's not working, try something different. Now in every episode, we like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Today, I'm going to give you a success hack. But for the big study hack of all time, you want to go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. This is the three-step study system that I created for myself when I was in school. I had terrible test anxiety, and when I started teaching, I found a lot of my students have this as well. But even if you don't have test anxiety, you might legit study, and then you get in to take the test, and you're like, it feels like you either can't remember things or you just can't get it out of your brain and onto the paper. That's what the Study Smart Toolkit will help you with. A lot of times students say, Professor Dittman, can you sit down with me and show me how to study? Well, here you go. That's what the Study Smart Toolkit is. It's a video, it's me with you, one-on-one. -on -one. I take you step-by-step -step how to study. And it works for any class, any major, high school, college, grad school, it works, any subject. I've seen my students go from D's and F's to A's and B's. Now, 
I can't make a guarantee about that. But what I can tell you is what I've seen with my own eyes, which is my students going from Fs to A's the very next test. I'm not talking about something that you work on and maybe by the end of the semester you get a good grade. I mean, you do what's in this toolkit, the very next test you're gonna get a better grade. So go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. Now, your success hack for today is you need to get seven to nine hours of sleep. At your age, as a college student, seven to nine hours of sleep is really critical in a row, preferably at night. Now, I know if you work a crazy night shift or maybe you don't get off work until 1 a.m. and so you don't get to bed until 2 a.m. and then you've got an 8.30 class, that can be really tough. But what you wanna work towards, maybe at some point you can arrange your classes or your work schedule, is you wanna be getting seven to nine hours uninterrupted of sleep at night. Now, preferably if you could be asleep between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., that would be even better for two reasons. Number one, if you're still awake at 10 p.m., your body has a chemical called cortisol, and cortisol is a stimulant. But your natural cortisol levels start dropping at around three or four in the afternoon. That's why people talk about the afternoon crash when you want coffee or sugar, because your cortisol is starting to drop. If you're still awake at 10 p.m., it can start to spike back up. That's why if you're still awake at 10 and it gets to be 11 or 12, you can't sleep. And then also if you're looking at your phone, that makes it worse. But between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is when your liver does the majority of its detoxification. And speaking of detoxification, sleep is one of the few times that your brain can detox itself from any chemicals. Your lymphatic system in your body pushes waste and chemicals out, okay? So if, if you've been sick or maybe you just ate too much sugar or salt or anything like that, it's the lymphatic system in your body that flushes out toxins. Your brain is not connected to that. So your brain detoxes itself, but it needs sleep to do that. When people a lot of times say, well, sleep is for losers, I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, you need to sleep now. So work towards getting seven to nine hours of sleep. Now, do not be sleeping in your classes, okay? Do not tell your professor I told you to sleep in class. Today we're going to talk about creating your tribe. And it's so important to have a tribe around you. I see a lot of my students who really are lonely. They spend a lot of time alone. And this is something that nobody really talks about because you don't wanna walk around and say, I'm lonely because then you just feel pitiful. But I hear from so many of them that feel lonely and yet they don't reach out. And I think, gosh, all of y'all are lonely. If you would just reach out to each other, you could find new friends. So many times I see my students who just, they go to class, they go back to their room and they don't really go do anything, partly because they feel like, well, I don't have anyone to go do stuff with and they feel uncomfortable going maybe to the cafeteria or going to a football game or a basketball game by themselves. And I understand that, but at some point you're gonna have to kind of get out there so that you can meet some people. And you need people. You're not going to be successful anywhere in your life just by yourself. 
if you have friends in your classes, for one thing, they can help you when you don't understand something or maybe you miss a day of class. They can help you with sharing their notes. Maybe you have to miss class and they could turn your homework in for you. But even just the stress of being in college, and especially if you're away from home, you might be homesick and missing your family. And just going through stress and college, you need people to help you and to talk with. You know, when you spend too much time alone, it's like you get in your head, I call it being in your head without adult supervision, and you'll awfulize. And when you're the only person that you have to figure things out, it's a closed loop system, meaning you just go around and around in a circle. Same problem, can't figure it out, your brain is spinning. Where if you can bounce something off of a friend and you can call a friend and say, I'm really struggling, I'm gonna fail my math class, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. The friend will encourage you and maybe even say, hey, let me help you or hey, let's go to the tutoring center together or hey, try this or try that. And you're not alone. And that is so critical. Watching people on Snapchat or liking someone's Instagram is not the same as connection. When you're looking to build your tribe, I would encourage you to find quality people. Quantity is not what you want here. You want quality. And when I say quality, you want people who hopefully are gonna share your values and that they are supporting you and encouraging you to be a better person. I've seen so many of my students get derailed because they fall in with the wrong crowd. They fall in with a group who's partying and drinking and then they fall in doing those same things and it really wrecks them at school. So finding friends that are gonna support you, that agree with you that academics are important or your athletic career is important or being on time is important, whatever is important to you, make sure that you have friends who are gonna support you in coming up higher and being better. A second piece of advice that you may have heard, it's certainly been shared with me in the past, is if you wanna have a friend, you need to be a friend. Now, most people are not gonna walk up and strike up a conversation with someone who looks salty, unfriendly, like you, you're not approachable. And that can be hard because if you're feeling sad and lonely and you know, sort of uncomfortable, you will put off this vibe of like, don't come near me. And then people will stay away from you, which reinforces your feeling of like, see, no one ever talks to me. So sometimes you have to really make an effort to make sure you are friendly and approachable. Now, you always wanna use wisdom. You don't wanna put yourself in a position of not being safe. Obviously, you don't wanna be walking down a dark alley at night, looking friendly and talking to everyone on the way. But when you're in class or when you're walking down the hallway at school, it's okay to look friendly. Now guys, I know your street cred. I know a lot of guys don't want to walk around like, you know, hey, but you would be amazed that a lot of my male students, you know, they've got their street face on when I see them a lot of times in the hallway, you know, they're like, what's up? And they're acting all like tough and everything. And then sometimes in class or in a one-on-one -on -one interaction with them, I'll kind of get them to kind of loosen up and they'll smile and crack up. And I'll just tell you, they are just so charming and friendly and fun 
And some of the female students will then say to me, man, he's cool, I really like him. Like not in a like him kind of way, but just saying, man, that, guy, that guy's awesome, like he's really cool. So guys, sometimes you think you're gonna look like an idiot or a chump if you're smiling and friendly, but I'm gonna tell you that it has the opposite effect and what really happens is people look at you and go, man, that guy's got it together. He's really cool, but be friendly. There's nothing wrong with speaking to someone in one of your classes. You could start with something general like, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, were you here in class last week? Could I just take a look at real quick at your notes? Or did you catch what she said about such and such? Um, and then maybe you say, hey, if you ever need to look at my notes, let me know. Or, hey, what's your major? Or whatever. Worst case scenario is they'll blow you off. Okay, big deal. You move and sit somewhere else next time. But it doesn't ever hurt to strike up a conversation. Maybe you're in line at the cafeteria or at the little coffee place. And you can just say like, hey, what's good here? Okay, again, worst case scenario, the person will kind of blow you off. Now, here's something interesting. No one is gonna be able to talk with you if you're doing what most people do, which is this. Face to the phone constantly. This is all I'm doing. Like if I can't even catch your eye, I'm not going to feel like I can speak to you. Put your phone away. Like stand there and look like you could be someone that somebody could talk to. And number three, the friends that you do have or the friends that you start to meet, don't put too much pressure there. It doesn't have to be like you're going to be my best friend for life and I need you to always be there for me. One thing that I learned was that I was always looking for this kind of unicorn of a best friend who would do everything with me. Like she'd want to go shopping and then she'd want to go see the kind of movies that I like. And then she'd want to go travel on vacation together and do the stuff I like to do. And then we'd talk about guys, but she wouldn't like the guys that I liked, but she'd help me with the guys that I liked. And then maybe we would have the same taste in clothes, but I wouldn't want her to ask to borrow my clothes. So it's like I had this unicorn friend I was looking for who was just going to be my best buddy and we would do everything together all the time and we would talk all the time and you know agree with each other and help each other and support each other and you know what who could possibly do that that is too much and what I started to figure out was I have certain friends for certain things one of my girlfriends we go to the movies now she gets irritated with me because she likes to go see horror movies and I hate that. I'm not gonna pay $20 to sit and be scared because I can be scared for free, just go and stand on the scale in my bathroom. So she always gets irritated. She's like, well, it's, it's not even real, come on. But I'm like, I'm not the girl to call when you wanna see a horror movie. But there's a certain other kind of movie that the two of us both like. So when I wanna go to a movie, she's my movie friend. I have a different friend that likes to go do like cultural things like the symphony or the little theater in town. And so I'll call her when I wanna go see something artsy. And then I have another friend that if I wanna go for a walk or I wanna go have a workout with a friend, I'll call her. So you're not gonna have one friend who's just gonna be available to do everything all the time. Don't put that kind of pressure on your friendships. If you've ever had a friend or a family member who did that to you, that they expect you to just be available all the time and do everything with them, you know it feels like a lot of pressure and frankly, it feels unhealthy. So, you know, let, let people off the hook and allow your friends to kind of, 
you know, come and go. One of my guy friends shared with me, he said the guy that he calls his best friend, he said, well, he's really flaky when it's like if we want, if we say we're going to go see a movie or we're going to watch a game, like he's really flaky. He'll, a lot of times he'll cancel. And I'm like, well, how, how's he your best friend? And he said, he's always there for me in a crisis. He said, he's, you know, day to day stuff. He's sometimes insensitive or, you know, he's not always around when just like, hey, let's go to the beach or, you know, let's go get a beer or something. But he said, when the chips are down and it's really important, he has always been there for me for 20 years. He's never let me down. He's always had my back. He's always been on my side. He's always encouraged me. So I was like, that's really cool. He said, man, when I am in a crisis, he's my guy. But if it's like, hey man, I just wanna like, let's go grab a beer after work. I don't call him, I call somebody else. That's a smart way to do it. And remember, creating your tribe and building friendships takes time. And so you're not gonna meet necessarily a group of friends and after two days, y'all are all gonna be inseparable, but just get out there and start talking to people and initiating conversation. One thing that was said to me was to ask myself, do people feel better or worse after they've interacted with me? And that really stuck with me as something to try to keep in mind that I want people after they've interacted with me to feel better than they did before. And hey, listen, if you can stick with that, you're gonna be a good friend. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. What do you think is the most important quality for a friend? And put that in the comments, because we'd love to hear from you. What, what's the number one most important thing you think a friend should have? And I don't mean like money. Now, you can always connect with us at collegeonfleek.com or right here, we'd love to hear from you and know what are you struggling with or what do you want help with? What'll help you crush it in college? And make sure you join us next week because we're going to talk about building helpful habits. That's next time right here on College on Fleet.